Hey, Rookie Big Board listener. Before we get to this episode, I want to make sure you know about the 2022 Rookie Guide. Volume 1 is out now. It is over 130 pages, chock full of rookie insight, 90 player profiles, mock drafts, player values, comparison to Devi and Dynasty value, and so much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash the FF Educator and get your copy now. Episode 98 of the Rookie Big Board. It is the final pre-draft mock draft for the 2022 season. This will be a six-round Superflex PPR mock draft, and I'm excited to jump right into this thing here. As always, this mock draft is a combination of my own rankings and, most importantly, it's a reflection of general consensus, trying to give you a good idea of where player values lie before the 2022 NFL Draft, while pointing out some trends and some of my favorite sleepers and values throughout all six rounds. We're going to go six players at a time. I'm going to do my best to only hone in and talk about one of these players so that this episode isn't an hour long, because I feel like I could easily gush and really dig into these players But this is one of many episodes here from the Rookie Big Board leading up to and through and after the 2022 NFL Draft. 101, Brees Hall, the running back out of Iowa State. 102, Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty. 103, Kenneth Walker, the running back out of Michigan State. 104, Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. 105, Traylon Burks, the wide receiver out of Arkansas. And 106, Drake London, the wide receiver out of USC. Out of these six players here, I want to really highlight Traylon Burks because it has been a roller coaster for folks that enjoy Traylon Burks's film. We still have a super athletic player. We still have a versatile weapon for the NFL. We still have a player that has good yards after catch potential, has good field vision with the ball in his hands, and by the way, has fantastic size and good hands. Nothing has changed about Traylon Burks over the last few months other than folks' opinions on him. So Traylon Burks has always been my wide receiver too. I put him as the second wide receiver off the board. There's a lot to like about him, uh, certainly, but there's a similar argument that you could make, or not the same exact argument, but you could make a good argument for Garrett Wilson's well-rounded skill set. You can make a good argument for Drake London's combination of athleticism, Uh, pass-catching ability, contested catchability, and size, of course, right? So there's a lot of arguments that can be made for all of these tier one wide receivers. I think the important thing to point out here is that Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker will make up that top tier of running backs. And I think in most super flex drafts, Malik Willis, obviously draft capital pending. I expect him to capture top 10 NFL draft capital right now, if not between 10 and 20. Even at that 10 to 20 range, I think he sneaks into those top three picks here. 
And so really then from 104 through 108, and we'll get into that next tier here, it's going to be which wide receiver you like. So let's start talking about some of them. 107, Chris Olave, my pre-draft wide receiver one out of Ohio State. Jamison Williams, the wide receiver out of Alabama at 108. Isaiah Spiller at 109, the running back out of Texas A&M. Hey, remember Isaiah Spiller? Nothing has changed about Isaiah Spiller. We still like his film. He still has good vision. He still has good contact balance. Still has good lower body strength. He just didn't run a good 40 time. Guess what? If you watched Isaiah Spiller tape, you never were expecting a good 40 time. I think after the NFL draft, Isaiah Spiller will rebound and 109 will be the absolute bottom because I think he could capture top 50 to 75 NFL draft capital. Finishing up the back half of the first round here, Matt Corral at 110, quarterback out of Mississippi. 111, Jahan Dotson, wide receiver out of Penn State. 112, Kenny Pickett, the quarterback out of Pittsburgh here. So what are we seeing in terms of trends and value consistently in rookie mock drafts? We had a fantastic patron rookie mock draft here based on landing spots that I projected through a seven-round NFL mock. That was a really fun one we did. We've done a few more rookie drafts here through the patrons uh, in the Discord. Uh, and consistently here, we're seeing, regardless of draft capital, Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, and we'll get into Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter. These guys fall to the back end of the first round, and I think that's going to create some serious opportunity for value. But past that here, I wanted to highlight Jahan Dotson. At 111, it's probably a little rich. Jahan Dotson probably will only go off the board at 111 or 112 and maybe one out of every three or four super flex leagues but I wanted to point him out here because he's a really talented player he's got great hands he's a field stretcher he has great acceleration and good catch radius for his size and I feel like I just haven't hyped him up enough I haven't talked about him enough he's been sitting there at the top of my tier two wide receivers and he's kind of just been there if he ends up capturing back end of the first round NFL draft capital like dots like Dotson stands are hoping for then he's probably going to end up in Green Bay or Kansas City and he's going to suddenly become really, really interesting. So I think if he does capture that first round draft capital, he probably does end up being pick 111 or 112. Right now it feels a little rich, but I'm projecting forward with that. Let's jump into the second round here. George Pickens, 201, wide receiver out of Georgia. 202, Christian Watson, my guy, the wide receiver in North Dakota State. By the way, has anybody's stock risen more than Christian Watson over the last couple months? I remember back at the Senior Bowl preview show, I was hyping up Christian Watson. I was so excited about him. And even then, I was not thinking that in the best case scenario, Christian Watson would be 202. I was just trying to hype him up to be a back end of the second round pick. And now, now I, I may not be able to afford him in a lot of leagues. 203, Sam Howell, the quarterback out of North Carolina. 204, Sky Moore, another wide receiver. I'm a big fan of the wide receiver out of Western Michigan. 205, Desmond Ritter, the quarterback out of Cincinnati. And 206, John Mechie, the wide receiver out of Alabama. We could talk about Pickens, Watson, and more indefinitely. We could talk about these guys from now until the NFL draft. So I won't get into them. I'm going to let their landing spots and volume sort themselves out, and then I'll rearrange those guys as I see fit. So I want to talk about the quarterbacks here and then hone in on John Mechie. Quick quick pit stop on the quarterbacks. At 203, if Sam Howell is taken in the first round or early second round, I think he's an absolute steal at 203. I think he's going to be sitting there as a player with good arm talent and good mobility, somebody who just needs to hone his mechanics, hone his pocket presence, get a better feel for the game. It may take him a little while, but I think Sam Howell can be a successful NFL quarterback, and he's well worth taking a shot on at 203. That's a consistent question. You know, folks who are a part of the Rookie Big Board Patreon, they know that you have the option to do one-on-one -on -one rookie draft talks. I just got off of one before recording this episode, and a consistent 
question I'm hearing from folks is, you know, at what point do I take a shot at some of these other quarterbacks? You know, is early second round good value for these quarterbacks? Yes, yes, yes. For Sam Howell, uh, even if Kenny Pickett falls, if Mackerel falls, I, what I've been telling folks, though, is I am off Desmond Ritter. If you're on Desmond Ritter, great. If he gets first round NFL draft capital, fantastic. Let's let him push down somebody I like. You know, let me get some value there from a from a guy falling a little bit. I'm not drafting Desmond Ritter. All right, the price has to be like third round, late second round for me to go in on Desmond Ritter. I question his accuracy. I question his consistency. This guy had four years in college to develop. All right, he's not raw. That's the last thing Desmond Ritter is. I don't think his rushing ability is going to translate to the NFL. I could be wrong. I'm wrong on prospects. I miss on prospects. But if I miss on Desmond Ritter, it will be to the advantage of my league mates. It will not be to the advantage of me because he will not be on any of my rosters. A guy who may end up on my roster here, if he falls a little bit lower than 206, I feel like 206 is fair value for him. I'd want to get him at a deal. But it's John Mechie, the wide receiver out of Alabama. You know, I think we've just kind of forgotten about John Mechie. He's a speedster. He's a speed right along the boundary. He can play over the middle of the field. He has a solid hands. Not the best hands. A little inconsistent, but not the worst hands. Certainly not the biggest red flag for him. You know, and John Mechie is still, I believe, from NFL circles despite that, you know, late season injury. Still considered to be in that pick uh, 50 to 75, pick 80 range. I think the NFL may surprise some fantasy football players with how high they still value John Mechie, and I think it's going to be a little bit of a rebound to his fantasy football value. You may even see him pushing that top end of the second round, but I feel more comfortable with him uh, as a, a mid-to-late second-round rookie selection. So let's talk about trends here, because I talked about quarterback and wide receiver spillover off of the second round, or I should say spillover from the first round into the second round of a Superflex PPR rookie mock draft. Now, as we get into the back end of the second round, I think we're going to see a run on running backs. 207, Rashad White, running back out of Arizona State. 208, Jerome Ford, running back out of Cincinnati. 209, Brian Robinson, running back out of Alabama. 210, Zamir White, running back out of Georgia. 211, first tight end off the board, tight end. Trey McBride out of Colorado State in 212, an absolute steal. Alec Pierce, the wide receiver out of Cincinnati. Now, I want to talk about the running backs here because I do think this is a trend we could see. And quite frankly, you could rearrange Rashad White, Jerome Ford, Brian Robinson, and Zamir White in whatever order you want. I have Jerome Ford as running back four right now, then Rashad White, uh, then Zamir White, then Brian Robinson. However, it's going to come down to NFL draft capital. And most importantly, it's going to come down as to which one of these guys can I project to 200 touches the quickest, right? Neither one of them are going to come into the NFL and be a bell cow back, be a main back for their team. So which guy has the quickest path? It's going to come down to fit, of course. Is it going to be Rashad White's explosiveness and athleticism? Is he going to fit as a complimentary back who could potentially earn his way onto the field? Is Jerome Ford going to have the ability to, to be drafted to a team like Seattle, right? Even uh, late day two, Seattle could take a running back that could push to be a high-volume back early on. Uh, look at the back end of day two. That could be where Miami right looks to get a, a running back here that could take over for chase edmonds if he goes down for injury that could eventually surpass chase edmonds as the back on the roster brian robinson and zamir white both have the ability to do that so it'll be interesting to see which one of these guys projects the best but that's how this tier of running backs is going to shake out i'm a huge fan of zamir white i just need the nfl to tell me that they do not care about that double knee injury uh, senior year of high school, freshman year of college. All right, so two ACL tears, one in each knee, but he has been healthy for a while. If the NFL clears Samir White, 
I am willing to push him. And by the way, by clear, I mean they're willing to take him in the first two round or the first two days of the NFL draft, top 102 picks. I'm willing to push Samir White up to the top of the second round. He's that good of a pure rusher. He has that good of vision. He has that good of strength. He has that good of athleticism. So I be I will be really, really fired up for Zamir White, potentially more than anybody else, if he's able to capture day two NFL draft capital. All right, let's jump into round three. Pierre Strong, 301, running back out of South Dakota State. 302, James Cook, the other running back out of Georgia. 303, Carson Strong, the quarterback out of Nevada. 304, David Bell, the forgotten wide receiver out of Purdue. 305, Jalen Tolbert, the wide receiver out of South Alabama. And 306, Greg Dulcich, the tight end out of UCLA. A lot of names here that probably jumped off of the page for different reasons. We're going to hone in on James Cook, but I would be remiss if I didn't start with Pierre Strong. A fan favorite here certainly has the folks who will probably end up pushing him to be a second round selection. Because I think there's going to be two or three people in each league that really like Pierre Strong and will push his value up. I think Pierre Strong can be good. I think he can be effective. I'm certainly not ruling that out. But I'm also not the most convinced. I don't consider him to be a top 10 running back in this draft class. At least not pre-draft. I think folks may be overestimating his NFL draft capital, uh, but we'll wait and see. I certainly could be wrong about that. You know, James Cook is somebody who is also a fan favorite. A lot of folks are really excited about James Cook. He kind of has that PPR pass-catching ability. He didn't run as much in between the tackles for Georgia, but he certainly wasn't a liability when he was doing that. Here's the thing. And so folks are like, whoa, hold on, 302 James Cook. I'm taking him in the second round all day. I'm projecting here early day three NFL draft capital for James Cook, which means he's not going to capture that top 102 that a lot of folks want him to. And there's also a lot of difficult landing spots there at the top of day three, right? You look at Denver. I mean, what happens when James Cook goes to Denver and absolutely obliterates uh, the, the the hopes and dreams, right, of, of folks that wanted Javante Williams to get 75% of the touches, which he's not doing one way or the other, right? Uh, but James Cook, I think, certainly could come in there as a pass catcher and as somebody to rotate out. Uh, you know, uh, another team there, Cincinnati with Joe Mixon, because looking for that second complimentary running back, right? Joe Mixon stands wouldn't be happy about it. So I could see James Cook kind of being a spoiler in a certain way to both James Cook fans and also guys holding on to some of these vets here that have otherwise uncrowded backfields. Carson Strong, quarterback at a Nevada. Fine pick right there. You know, certainly not paying a high price for the quarterback position. And don't be surprised if Greg Dolchis is taken in the top 60 to 75 picks. I really think Greg Dolchis, the tight end of UCLA, is well-liked by the NFL. Good athleticism, good pass-catching ability. He's everything we want in a fantasy football tight end. And I do think, depending on draft capital, he could be taken as early as the high third round or potentially even push Trey McBride. Again, that's getting a little bullish here, but I just don't want folks to be shocked if that happens. All right, moving on to the back end of the third round. Break my heart, Kyron Williams at 307, the running back at a Notre Dame. Hassan Haskins, a sleeper favorite running back of mine. Power, strength. Goal line ability out of Michigan, 309. Y'all already know I love Khalil Shakur, the wide receiver out of Boise State. 310, Tyler Beatty, the running back out of Mizzou, who led the SEC in rushing in 2021. 311, Jeremy Ruckert, the tight end out of Ohio State. And 312, I did it. Folks, I did it. Don't tell me I don't listen to the comments. Don't tell me I don't hear your feedback. I put him in there. I did not send him off the board in the fourth round. I made him a third round selection, albeit I snuck him in there at the very last pick. It's wide receiver Justin Ross out of Clemson. So a lot to break down here. I want to focus in on Jeremy Rucker because it's it's a, a point that I want to make on value here of the tight end position. 
One, I think Jeremy Ruckert is going to go higher in the draft than folks expect. Would not be shocked if he's tight end one off the board because I think the NFL really likes his blocking ability. I think the NFL likes his pass catching ability. I think they like him as a target in the red zone. By the way, we should really like those last two things because he was not necessarily targeted the most at Ohio State, but when he was targeted, he showed great hands, great body positioning, contested catchability, right? And all those things translate well to a red zone target at the NFL level, all right? Don't be surprised. Don't knock Jeremy Rucker for not, you know, overflowing the box score when we when he had two wide receivers who we've already mentioned uh, competing for targets in that offense, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. And by the way, those two guys may not have been the best prospect on the field because Jackson Smith and Jigba absolutely tore it up as a true sophomore and is going to continue to tear it up for the Buckeyes this season. So a lot of action in that Ohio State offense, but Jeremy Rucker, I think, could translate very well to the NFL. All right, I teased it a little bit, but Justin Ross here, I just want to clarify, I like Justin Ross. I liked his freshman season. I liked his early college tape. He's got good size. There's rumors that he was playing through injury, which is why his last year's tape is bad. But we have a combination of foot injury, a past medical history. We're not sure where he checks out for the NFL with that neck injury. Uh, and some rough 2021 tape. So I hope I'm wrong on Justin Ross. I hope he hits. I hope for the folks telling me that they're taking him in the second round of their rookie drafts that that pays off for you. It's not a price that I'm currently willing to pay. Folks, we're only halfway through this. All right, we are going full sicko meter here uh, in terms of digging deep, and we are all about it. 401, Damian Pierce running back out of Florida. 402, Calvin Austin, the wide receiver out of Memphis. 403, y'all already know I'm a huge fan a huge sleeper advocate for Deshaun Corbin, the running back at a Florida State. 404, Tyler Algier, the running back at a BYU. Hey, y'all remember Tyler Algier, the running back at a BYU, former second-round rookie mock draft ADP. And a 404 might be generous compared to where I've seen him go lately. 405, Valus Jones Jr., the wide receiver out of Tennessee. Huge fan. Take him in the mid-fourth round all day. 406, Bailey Zappi, the quarterback from Western Kentucky. I want to take a moment here, touch on Damian Pierce. That's going to be lower than he's probably going to go in most drafts, but I want to make a point here. I don't love Damian Pierce as much as a lot of folks do. I think he's going to be limited in terms of athleticism, limited in terms of ability to navigate in tight, in tight space. And I think that although he possesses good strength and contact balance, I don't know that he's necessarily going to hit the field and garner high volume in the way that a lot of folks expect him to. So if Damian Pierce ends up going in day two of the NFL draft, fine, I'll adjust. I'm going to have to, but for as of right now, projecting him to be a day three pick and not as exciting as some of the ones that we've already mentioned. Uh, still, I know folks are high on him, so I couldn't slide him down too far. Want to make a point here with Bailey Zappi, 406. Great taxi squad stash, good pocket presence, good arm talent. He's raw, zero star transfer from Western uh, Baptist or Western Houston, uh, Western Baptist uh, to. Houston Baptist to Western Kentucky. There we go. I finally got it right. Um, and, you know, I just want to emphasize here, and I'm not knocking the coaching staffs at either one of those two places by any means. He hasn't necessarily had the opportunity to develop with a, a close to NFL level coaching staff, right? So in, in a lot of ways, Bailey Zappi is still raw. In the fourth round, absolutely worth stashing on your taxi squad in a super flex league, especially if playing with deeper rosters, taxi squads. You know, that is the type of guy that could really pay off in terms of value, eventually become an NFL starter, at least for a portion of time. 407, Kevin Harris, the running back out of the real USC, the University of South Carolina. 408, Kate Otten, the tight end out of Washington. 409, 
Wandale Robinson, undersized wide receiver, high ADP uh, out of Kentucky. 4'10", Jelani Woods, uh, kind of a hotness pick right now. Great 40-time, athletic, fast tight end out of Virginia Tech. 4'11", Zonovan Bam Knight, the running back out of North Carolina State. Somebody who I have stashed in a lot of Debbie and C2C leagues. So a little bit of a, of a disappointing ADP that I expect him to gather, but still somebody who I'm going to be interested to see his landing spot in. And then 4'12", Keontae Ingram, the running back out of the other USC, the University of South Carolina. want to hone in on K. Dotton here. You know, I know Kevin Harris has his stands. Keontae Ingram. Ingram has folks who are certainly uh, on him in, in terms of being a productive and consistent running back here over the last few years. Y'all know I like Zonovan Knight. But Kadon is a guy who I haven't talked about a lot, and I think the NFL is going to like him. I could see him uh, capturing day two NFL draft capital. He's athletic. He's a good pass catcher. Wasn't utilized a lot at Washington. Nobody was. I ended up being injured for the back half of the 2021 season has gained a lot of attention and a lot of praise through the pre-draft process. All right, let's jump into round five here. Isaiah Likely, the tight end out of Coastal Carolina. Can we talk about a drop in value? Isaiah Likely, man. I mean, we were talking about him in the same conversation as Trey McBride three months ago. And now, with that poor pre-draft process, essentially irrelevant. Bo Melton, 502, the wide receiver to Rutgers. Versatile, athletic, quick. 503, Ty Chandler, the running back out of UNC. We're going to circle back to him. 504, Caleb Ellaby, the quarterback out of Western Michigan. 505, Tyquan Thornton put up a fast 40 time out of Baylor. 506, Kyle Phillips, the wide receiver to UCLA. A lot of folks really like Kyle Phillips. I think Kyle Phillips is good. I think he's solid. If you would take him in the fourth round, go ahead. I'd wait to the fifth round. Ty Chandler, 503, the running back out of UNC. Powerful, uh, solid vision. Solid speed, solid athleticism, solid pass catcher. He's solid at a lot of things. All right, he's super productive. Four years, I should say he was consistently productive. Four years at Tennessee, transfers, grad year, productive at North Carolina. So he's productive everywhere he's been. He was a four-star recruit, right? And I don't think he's going to be somebody who's going to find the field quickly in the NFL. But I think he is somebody who can hang around the NFL at the bottom of a roster in the practice squad as injuries pile up, as he gains some momentum throughout his career. There's going to be periods of time where Ty Chandler finds fantasy football relevancy. And so in the fifth round, I think he's absolutely worth taking a shot on here. All right, back end of the fifth round now. Amika MZ, the wide receiver of North Carolina State. Grant Calcaterra, the tight end of SMU. 509, Kevin Austin, the wide receiver from Notre Dame. 510, Erica Zukenma, the wide receiver out of Texas Tech. 511, Charleston Rambo, the wide receiver out of Miami. And 512, Skylar Thompson, Quarterback out of Kansas State recently gaining hype and momentum among the fantasy football community. Now, there's a lot of wide receivers in this round, and a lot of guys I've talked a lot about. MZ I've talked about. Azukanma I've talked a lot about. Charleston Rambo, who I expect to have a much higher rookie ADP post-NFL draft. I've talked a lot about. I feel like I haven't talked enough about Kevin Austin. Kevin Austin, I think, could go early day three in the NFL draft. I think he's got good speed along the boundary, plays well over the middle of the field. I think he's got great hands, good pass catching ability, solid route runner, can really stretch the field. And so I think Kevin Austin is a guy the NFL likes. I think he's somebody we should be talking more about. To be honest, it's kind of a disservice to put him here at 509, but I've virtually seen him go off the board in no rookie drafts. I've seen him virtually untalked about, and I think he's somebody who could be an impact player in the NFL. So kind of buried here at 509 a little disrespectful to be completely honest but here he is and we have a lot of good choices and i think that's a good point here as we transition to the sixth round we've here we've heard four 
a year that the 2022 rookie class isn't good enough. We've heard for a year your 2022 rookie picks aren't worthwhile. And now here we are, a few days before the draft. Your picks are more valuable than ever. As I told you, hold on to those picks. Your second round picks look more valuable. I've been telling y'all, buy up those second round picks. And I know a lot of you all have. You've told me, you've showed me. And even as we get into the sixth freaking round of a rookie draft, maybe I'm just a degenerate. Maybe I'm just too far in. Maybe I'm just overly sold on the upside of some of these players. But we're in the sixth round, and there's still guys I'm excited about. Starting with 601, Zaquandre White, the running back out of, again, the real USC South Carolina Gamecocks. Athletic, has pass catching ability, great size, super raw struggles with vision, struggles to see the field. That's a big red flag for me. That's why he's down around six. But I do think there's an NFL team that's going to take a shot on him, and he has that upside and ability. 602, Danny Gray is going to be drafted, I think, early day three. The NFL likes him. Good acceleration, plays well along the boundary. Good one-on-one contested catchability. He will be drafted to play special teams, and that is always something we're looking for in a late-round stash because if you're playing special teams, you're going to make the roster, you're going to stay on the roster, and as wide receivers either underperform, churn out, get injured. You're going to slowly work your way up the roster until you get an opportunity. And I think when Danny Gray finally gets that opportunity to be a a, a focused in wide receiver target, then he's going to, you know, really show up and produce at some level for fantasy football. Isaiah Pacheco, running back out of Rutgers, super fast, ran a great 40 time. Didn't get to see uh, a whole ton of him over the course of his college career, but really flashed there in 2021. Dontario Drummond, 604 wide receiver out of Mississippi. 605, Chagosium Akwangu. Uh, every time it's always right in my head, but I can never get the pronunciation out. Tight end out of Maryland. 606, Sincere McCormick, one of my favorite college players over the last couple of years, a running back out of UTSA. Certainly a lot of value here, still swirling at the bottom of the sixth round as we get to pick 607, Abram Smith, the running back out of Baylor. 608, Jack Cohn, the quarterback out of Notre Dame. 609, Charlie Kohler, the tight end out of Iowa State. 610, Devontae Price, the running back out of Florida International University. 611, Jalen Naylor. Wide receiver out of Michigan State and Mr. Irrelevant, 6-12, the final selection in the final pre-draft rookie big board mock draft of the 2022 NFL season. That will be a tight end out of Wisconsin, Jake Ferguson. Ferguson, I think, is somebody who could hang around as an NFL pro for a while. Solid blocker, solid pass catcher. Probably will never get more than 40 to 50 targets in a season. Probably not really worth stashing unless you're in a super deep league, but I play in some deep leagues, and I will probably have at least one share of Jake Ferguson somewhere. Got to be honest with you. He's probably going to show up somewhere. Jack Cohn, quarterback worth mentioning in the sixth round. I think he's going to get drafted. Probably going to hold the clipboard in the NFL for a while, but you never know when a quarterback holding a clipboard can, can uh, suddenly become relevant. You can flip him for a second-round pick. Worth stashing, stashing on a taxi squad. Jalen Naylor, field stretcher, good acceleration, good pass catching ability. I think Jalen Naylor being at pick 6'11 is a reflection of the of the depth of wide receiver in this year's draft class. But the guy I have highlighted here to hone in on is Charlie Kohler, the tight end out of Iowa State. 609, honestly, it might be a little bit of a knock on him. It might be a little disrespectful for him. I'm sure the Iowa State fans are going to let me know. But hey, I put Brees Hall 101 in this mock draft, so I don't want to hear it, Cyclones. Charlie Kohler, solid pass catcher. 
good blocker, another guy who I think can hang around the NFL for a while. If he captures that early day three draft capital, I'm going to be even more interested here in Charlie Kohler. So there you have it here, six rounds, whatever six times uh, 12 is, what is that, 72 selections here. If you enjoyed it, I encourage you all to make sure you're subscribed, whether you're watching, whether you're listening. And again, access to the 2022 Rookie Draft, patreon.com slash the FF Educator, 130 pages, just going to be $3. The updated volume two is going to be available to everybody at the $3 level or higher the Sunday after the NFL Draft. All right, so we are updating it with 2022 projections and so much more. As always, I appreciate you checking out this episode of the Rookie Big Board.